deep in London's beating heart lies a wall I'd like do it be if you know the call For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello everyone and welcome to Shriekcast, no longer a Harry Potter reread podcast for Laps fans. I'm your host CC, And I'm Liz. And Liz, can you smell it? Can you feel it? That new book smell. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. What, what is that smell like? Parchment and ink. Mmm. I- Except not parchment. Yeah. I guess for me, it smells like nothing because I'm reading it on my phone because I'm using a ebook copy. Yeah. I was just trying to be whimsical. Books benefit from a bit of whimsy, I think. I was, uh, I, 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 you know, we're starting Catching Fire, the second Hunger Games trilogy novel, and I was reading all about the release and the, and the marketing and the sales and whatnot, and there's something so crazy to me about reading that the first run of a really, really famous book was 350,000 copies. Wow, really? Yeah, which is like, I mean, like, that's a lot, but also it's like nothing. That's not many books. No. And so I guess I'm taken by the whimsy, the rarity of a physical tome. Um, I tried to be whimsical and go to the bookstore and purchase the book uh, in person, and the bookstore didn't have it outside of a box set. And I had already purchased oh, wow. the first one, so I ended up having to order it on Amazon. Womp wow. womp. That really surprises me. They don't have Catching Fire on its own? Nope, they had the first one. I mean, it must have been purchased, right? So they had the first one and they had the third one, but no Catching Fire on its own. Bookstores are in a weird spot. Do you ever go to like the book section in the supermarket? I love to browse the book section in the supermarket. (laughs) That, That is a window into another world now. Yeah, yeah, because it's all like series that have been going for 20 years, Mm -hmm. like romance series that I've never heard of, or like Westerns or something. And it's book talk. Yes. Yeah, it it is. It is. It is book talk. It is the last few stragglers of like the, the romance elite. And then the other weird one that I'm always taken by is the amount of celebrity memoirs that exist still in print form. Yes. Or not even celebrity. Oftentimes it's like guy who was on reality show memoirs. Right. Mm -hmm. It just goes to show that the whole what we've always been saying on this show, the like books are just inherently better as a form of entertainment thing is just so silly. Mm -hmm. Half of what you could buy at the bookstore is just like the most unbelievable crap you've ever heard of. Have you have you read anything lately? Not not show related. I've been working through the Witcher series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been fun. I um, am in the middle of or no, I'm in the last third or so of Time of Contempt, which is the second one. Mm, how, how are you enjoying it? Oh, it's great. It's so silly. Yeah, they're really fun. And I, I appreciate them being. Uh, it's it's so funny. Like we, we were talking uh, on, our, on our bonus episode about like the sort of Goldilocks problem with fantasy dialogue about how like sometimes I want it to be a little more fancy and 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 erudite and sometimes I'm fine with it being more casual. I feel like the Witcher books hit a decent middle ground for that stuff for me. Yeah, definitely. I I've been so bond pilled recently that I was like thinking about maybe going back and reading some more of those, but they are not great. They're no, I they're mean, bad. Woof, those are those are a slog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, so we're starting Catching Fire. I was I was taking a look as well as well as this this the surprisingly low print run number. I was taking a look at the the marketing lead up because of course this only came a year after the first book in fact less than a year like really really quick i was curious cuz cuz the first one was successful but of course the movies didn't come until like 2012 so there's some there there's a period similar to the harry potter books where it's it's like just the popularity of the novels mm-hmm. to take into account and <laughs> the the second book was uh was sort of um celebrated by the scholastic how would you survive the hunger games essay contest incredible 
which which I have a very fun article about here from Publishers Weekly. Scholastic announced today that 17-year-old Kaylee of Seattle has won the Hunger Games essay contest. As a grand prize winner, she will receive a trip to New York where she will be treated to lunch with author Suzanne Collins. <laughs> That's so quaint. It's so cute. Well, how's she going to do it? I'm glad you asked because I do have uh, Kaylee's essay here, thanks to the Wayback Machine. Thank God. Words are powerful things. So often, people throughout the world underestimate their infinite abilities. Words bring us together, tear us apart, create music, and incite laughter. They can express emotion, tell it like it is, and even save a life. So why couldn't they help me win the Hunger Games? So we are getting a someone's going to gonna talk talk the way out of it. That's right. That's the no combat run. They're doing they're doing the charisma checks all the way through. Yes. the Hunger Games. I've always been one for wordplay, threading together simple yet powerful words like a grandma with her needles and yarn, or a spider with its web. I suppose I've always really wanted to be a seamstress of words, whether written or spoken. With my love of words comes the ability to use them that others in the Hunger Games, bloodthirsty and angry with the world around them, would never dream of. (laughs) It would all begin in the interview. With the world watching in, I'd formulate answers that would leave the audience craving for more. Katniss, the girl on fire, would be replaced by me, the girl with the silver tongue. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's That's slick. That's badass. Once the games begin, all it would take is to stand back and let the competition die down for a bit. I'd wait, leaving the horrible job of killing off weaker tributes to those with little conscience and no moral obligations. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to let you guys do the dirty work. This is my strat. (laughs) I keep to the shadows, as they say, living off the game and plants I managed to get my hands on. As soon as the competition narrowed down, I'd begin to do what I do best. Speak. For it isn't the strength in my limbs that would keep me alive, but rather my ability to charm and persuade. Building alliances and fighting together to defeat others is what I would work on doing. Okay, so the PETA strat, actually. Yeah. A little bit, maybe. Uh, I'd convince tributes that I would be a faithful companion, tell them stories, make them laugh. I'd be the one people wanted to know more about. And though never physically harming them, I would slowly have a hand in their demise. Ooh, the master of spiders. (laughs) There's no way to come out of the arena looking like a hero to everyone, though. There will always be the family and friends of those lost in the games who will forever look at the winner like a murderer. They will never forget the face of the one who killed their child, their brother, their sister, or their best friend. I would promise myself to do whatever I could not to look like that murderer, but rather a storyteller. This will never work. It's the it's the Hunger Games, for God's sakes. <laughs> a girl with a silver tongue who told stories to the tributes, the one who kept them laughing until their end. I would live my hardest ne- to never let the tributes know that I was the one who set them up. Awesome. <laughs> I could never live with myself knowing that these children's last thoughts in, their, in the world was of me and what a terrible thing I'd done to them. Confucius once said that without knowing the force mm. of words, it is impossible to know men. And without knowing men, I fear there is no way to win the Hunger Games. Wow. That is awesome. That's a that's a cool essay. That's really great. I, I think that's really fun. Kaylee knocked it out of the park here. Um Kaylee will also be given a signed, personalized copy of The Hunger Games, an autographed advanced reading copy of Catching Fire, and a collectible Mockingjay pin. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, did you have any, like, expectations going into this? Or, or I guess, what are your expectations for the second book, like, broadly? Um, None. I know nothing about this book, and I and going into it, I um, have been wondering what it could possibly be about and the ideas that I entertained before reading the first couple chapters that we've read already. But I was Mm -hmm. like, is Katniss going to get like chosen for the hunger games for the second time? Like, are they going to rig it? And she's going to have to go back and do the hunger games again. And then my other thought was like, Oh, is prim going to get selected again? And then Katniss will have to volunteer again because I just couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around like what could the premise even be? 
Yeah, and I guess I guess with the reading that we've done, I, I like we still don't for sure know, but I I'm delighted by the way this this starts and am very excited to see how they how this book kind of finangles another Hunger Game, right? With with the characters that we like. Mm-hmm. Uh I I I'm I'm so I'm so curious. Uh well, without further ado, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. We've read chapters one and two of Catching Fire. So I'll start with chapter one here. Um, We catch up with Katniss, who has won the Hunger Games. uh, And she's sitting in the woods with a cup of tea in the early morning. Uh, She is dreading an upcoming victory victory tour that marks the midway point between Hunger Games, where she will be paraded from district to district to celebrate her victory like a celebrity. Or is it more like the capital is forcing the districts to remember the iron grip of the capital's power? Katniss checks snares in the woods for game that she has been providing to Gail's family while he is away working in the mines. We find out that Katniss uh, really uh, only gets to see Gail on Sundays uh, when they go hunting together. Um, Katniss has been using her old house as kind of a home base um, while her mom and sister have been living in the house that she has been awarded for winning the Hunger Games. Katniss stops at Gail's house and visits with Gail's mom, Hazel, after dropping off... uh, the game that they hunted. Um, she then stops at the hob, buys some things, and has a meal. She also picks up some liquor for Hamish. We find out that since she has returned, the official story is that Gail is her cousin, since they must uphold appearances that Katniss and Peta are lovers. Katniss returns to the Victor's Village, but first she stops in to see Hamish. She wakes, wakes him up with some difficulty because he's in a drunken stupor. Peta is there and they have a stilted, polite conversation. Katniss realizes how difficult it is going to be to pretend to be lovers when they can barely look at each look each other in the eye. Katniss finally gets home, but something is amiss. The visitors from the capital have already arrived and her mom is acting very oddly. As she approaches the study where her visitor is waiting, she realizes something is very wrong. She opens the door. Inside is President Snow. Chapter 2. President Snow is not what Katniss expected, and it can't be a good sign. He insists that they speak plainly, and then vaguely threatens her family and her cousin, letting on that he knows that Gail is not her cousin and is an important part of her life. President Snow explains his problem, that as soon as she pulled out the poison berries in the Hunger Games, she was in big trouble. He thinks she should have been killed. He thinks she should have been killed on the spot. He continues to explain that while the people of the capital fell for her acting in love with PETA, some people in the districts were not and instead took it as an act of defiance against the capital. Snow is concerned about uprisings and revolution and says so in plain English. He says that she should think of all the people that would be killed in a violent conflict. At this point, Katniss's mom knocks and brings them some tea and cookies. President Snow receives them in a charming way. After her mom leaves, Katniss asks Snow why he doesn't just have her killed. He says that she would then be a martyr and the problem would become worse. Katniss tells him that she will do whatever he wants. He says that if she doesn't, he couldn't. He could easily have Gail killed and no one would care, then prods her about Gail some more. Katniss then has a flashback to when she was back from the games and was finally able to go hunting with Gail for the first time after worrying that he would not be friends with her anymore. Everything was proceeding as normal, although they avoided the subject of the games. But as they were wrapping up their hunting session, Gail kissed her and said, I had to do that at least once, and they never spoke of the kiss again. Katniss begs President Snow not to hurt Gale, insisting that they are just friends. President Snow finally tells her what he wants. She needs to convince everyone in the districts that she is in love with Peta, and hopefully do one better. She has to convince President Snow. As he leaves, he says, I know about the kiss. That's the end of the chapters. Time to mention of crazy wild animal attack. Three sentences. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The third sentence of this book is, if a pack of wild dogs were to appear at this moment, the odds of scaling a tree before they attacked me are not in my favor. I was, I was, I knew, I knew that this was going to be good when I got to that. If a pack of wild dogs attacks me at any moment, the odds are never in my favor of scaling a tree. No, I'm not getting up a tree. The the dogs win in that situation. Um, But yeah, we kind of hit the ground running here this really kind of feels like it just pe- could have just been like the next chapter of a longer novel from the first one yeah although i will say and maybe this is controversial 
Mm. I enjoyed these first two chapters maybe more than I enjoyed the entire first book. I'm right there with you. I thought that these were really strong. These are really, really fun. I, I like have some like minor nitpicks, but like I, I think that starting with such a, a, a like energetic pace here is just really, really refreshing, even though it's sort of like following the exact same like pattern of like we're with Katniss. She's walking around uh, the seam. She goes to the Hobbs. She's doing a little she does a little hunting before that. And then she goes home and she talks to her mom. Like all that stuff is so is like exactly the same. But it is just really moving at a really nice clip in this in this uh, pair of chapters. Yeah, for sure. I'm still a little sad that we didn't have time with her and her mom and Prim, like, at all. I mean, I know that her mom comes in during the second chapter or whatever, but I still wanted that, like, victory lap moment of her reuniting with um, Prim and her mom. But we just sort of jump right in. She's she's all settled in. Um, I... I really like that she's using her old house as like a like a home base where she like goes and wears her old clothes. And I I like seeing that kind of like independence for her. Yeah, uh, her this is the book where her having a little bit of cynical class consciousness makes so much more sense than it did at the beginning of the last book. Her being jaded here makes so much sense and, and, and feels really fun and characterful and like. I, I I with no Gale in this chapter to be the the smart, cynical, like worldly one. It, it's it's nice. It feel it feels like even though she did sort of act like this in the first book already, it still feels like a little bit of growth for her. I think, mm-hmm. or or at least it feels like uh, the voice of experience here. Like now now that she has like been to the hunger games and dealt with the capital and stuff. And and like now it's like, yeah, no, she would, she would believe these things about like what, what all the pomp and circumstance of the capital really means. Right. Totally. The, the fact of the matter is, is that president snow is just like a, a, like the, a hands on villain here. And I think that that's maybe the biggest change that this, that this book has introduced. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to President Snow kind of later in the in the episode, but but I I think that like having read both of these chapters and 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 meeting him and sort of getting his deal, I now have such a clearer picture of what the capital is, which is like the Empire from Star Wars. Yes. Um, this is just pure like oh no these are these are the bad guys and they're doing supervillain stuff to us for their entertainment, right? Um. Do you think it's better with these two to sort of just talk broadly rather than go through scene by scene? Because it's like, I, I guess it's very, very much just like she goes to the store and then goes home type stuff here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's just let's just talk. Let's just talk about the both chapters and sort of just sort of a broad broad whole thing. What what is what is what sticks out to you the most here? What what is your bi- biggest takeaway here? Um. It's honestly just like mostly a lot of details just because um, it, we are just it, it, it's really like fast paced and we cover a lot of ground. And part of that is just sort of reestablishing what happened in the last book and where we're at with Katniss. Um, if you really want to know the first thing on my mind, it's that we have got a grade A evil gentleman on our hands. It, it is so refreshing. It is so much fun. He's kind of dumb. Like, it's, <laughs> he is such a Bond villain. He walks in. He he's like being he's being like incredibly threatening. He looks like a snake. It's like the thriller video. Like like the mom comes in and, and he's like, oh oh, thank you so much. Oh, every, people people tend to forget that the president needs food too. He's so charming <laughs> and. And so we oh, you made burgers for Papa. Thank you. And then as soon as she leaves, he just like turns around to Katniss with the evil eyes. He's like, I'm going to kill your boyfriend. <laughs> I kind of love him. No, he's awesome. He's so cool. I'm so glad that we have a like a face to put all the evil to. Right. Like and he's, you know, he's super cartoony. And in, in some ways, it's kind of flattening the political story 
to a degree, but I think that some of the worst moments in the Hunger Games novel, the first one, were when it had to like talk about stuff in a more nuanced way. And so I, I am fully on board for it to just be like, no, it's about an evil guy who is a jerk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the political story is just kind of flat, right? And that's yeah. all it it really can be. I'm just like, I don't know. Now we've got an evil guy that has uh, 28 kids killed a year. And I'm just like, I yeah. get it. <laughs> He's an evil, he's an evil guy. He looks fucking cool. He's like a handsome old guy. Uh, he smells like roses, but also blood. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's like a Metal Gear Solid guy. He is just a completely two-dimensional supervillain. And I'm really excited about it, because it, it's just... Kat- Katniss really didn't have... A good villain in the last book. We had what? It was Cato. I barely even remember the names of the guys in the arena. Cato was the yeah, yeah. Cato was the big bad that got eaten by wolves or whatever. Yeah, and like Snow appeared in in the last book. He gave her the the victory crown and stuff, but he he he's not like taking center stage. He's not delivering a a, a villain monologue or anything. He Katniss just notices him and it's like, ooh, that guy seems like bad news. He's the president, but but now there are some personal stakes. She has a connection with a with a villain who is lining out very clearly what he will do if she doesn't do what he says. So I'm just like like immediately more taken by the plot of the book here. Yeah, and I love a villain. Um, and I, I feel like this whole thing, the the stakes of the story as they are set up and what I think that the whole novel is going to be is this victory tour tour where she has to convince everyone she's in love with PETA, right? Like, that's so good. And I feel like it's just what we maybe asked for the whole time. Yeah, if, if, if this is going to be just a whole book of her having to waffle between wishing she could do like like cool uprising stuff against the evil Star Wars empire versus having to pretend to be in love with Peta and maybe really being in love with him like that's all I wanted out of the last one I'm willing to forgive Peta's boring character crimes from the last novel in this one <laughs> we kind of get a little bit of a reset button with him here he's very his scenes are very different so far yeah he's all right he's pissed off and sad now nothing more attractive than that <laughs> We've we've read several books about handsome, pissed off, sad guys. <laughs> um, but he's like he's he's a little like heartbroken, and I and I at least am willing to like have him around if it means there's going to be some like angst to work with between them. I I I, I you know I love a good get along shirt story, but President Snow just really is like the the star attraction here. We have a bad guy. We have a we have a fucking supervillain. It's awesome. Thank God. No more hatchet. We need a supervillain. We need a bad guy who keeps on walking in and saying like I you know I I I need you to do this and I'm I've altered the deal. I need I need him to to say some some cool guy shit. He does say some cool guy shit in this one. I don't even care that his reason for doing this is really stupid. The, the like oh well there's uprisings happening maybe thing is so tenuous. <laughs> he calls her in and he's like so your little stunt with the berries, thanks a lot. Guess you want a bunch of uprisings to happen. I'm just like, is that or he he has like a lot of paranoia about this about this society he runs, I guess, if he's worried about that. Yeah. I mean he does get some great lines. I really liked the back and forth that they had where Katniss is like, wow, it must be the government must be pretty fragile if it's gonna be taken down by a couple berries, and he says like it's fragile, but not in the way you think. And I don't know yeah. what the hell that means, but it's like, it's a cool thing to say. You can just imagine him saying it in a really cool voice that's convincing, even though it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I will take the stakes and and the plot being dumber if it's cooler. And that this is delivering on that completely. We've got a fun bad guy. We've got some personal stakes. We've got Katniss apparently is going to have to go on like a tour adventure thing i i'm i'm in love with the stuff that's being lined out here it's so much fun 
Yeah, and we're going to get to see, hopefully, some more world building, like going to each of the districts. And maybe we'll learn more about that. Like, do they, does, does the agriculture district go to agriculture school? Like, um, <laughs> Katniss has to go to coal school? We got some great coal school stuff in this one. Oh, we sure did. I love that you can get sick and get out of coal school evil field trip. <laughs> You can get a permission slip. You can get a doctor's note in the evil future. We're going to the evil field trip. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got the flu. Okay, stay home then. <laughs> I was so happy about that. School mentioned. We're we're we are never escaping coal school. I feel like this <laughs> this too is the closest it's come to like literally just being our coal school joke. <laughs> Remember that stock photo from the Hunger Games article of the happy guys walking around in the mines? That was the yes. field trip. Yes, it was. Katniss missed out on a on an exciting field trip. She got to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is so cool. I also love the um, the evil Christmas that that Katniss talks about. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, where there's like 12 days of, of celebration after the victor comes home and like the kids of the district all get like a can of peaches or something. It's like, <laughs> it's so good. I, like, we, we now have a face to, to kind of like un- un- understand like what the capital is. And the answer is uh, the capital is what would happen if Ebenezer Scrooge ran a country and that just makes all of the weird shit going on in this story make total sense to me. Yeah. Imagine if the president only killed 28 people a year. <laughs> he would be the best president ever if we're going by sheer numbers. That'd be, best that president would be such in history. a relief. They're kids. That's not great. But still. <laughs> Now, I assume we're going to be doing just the first three books, but I got to say, now I'm looking at that prequel starring President Snow and going, hmm, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe an origin story for the Bond villain guy. I'll read that. Absolutely. I feel like there was some some like discourse about it. Like, how dare you humanize the Bond villain? And I'm like, who? Like, that's what they were upset about. And I thought that the villain was going to be like way more down to earth. Yeah. And he's not so goofy. Like, I expect his origin story is like, I I don't know. I assume it's going to be like Scar from the Lion King or something. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like maybe things will change. Maybe maybe we'll get to a point where it's like, oh, this is this is sort of like ramping down a little bit. And and I'll understand why people weren't excited by the idea of a book about this guy. But just just from his his sort of amazing dynamite introduction here, I, I can't believe that people heard that that was getting made and were like, no, thank you. Like, what? You guys aren't excited <laughs> by this guy? No, thank you. He's evil. No, thank you. He's evil. Yeah, he's also fucking awesome. He, I, by the way, my, I think my favorite detail of this chapter, Katniss walks in. Oh, I recognize those snake-like eyes. It's President Snow. Then she goes, oh, it was like I lifted up a rock and there was a viper under there. His <laughs> mouth, like a snake's. Only not really, but I thought it was at first. <laughs> Katniss does not have very many animal metaphors on on deck it seems president snake face um the 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 like <laughs> the, the part where she's like he smiles and i expected snake lips which is to say none because snakes don't have lips <laughs> or something and i'm like what the hell are you talking about and then she goes and then she goes I bet that he got fillers. Or there's, there's a part where she just starts going like, oh, I bet he got lip fillers, actually, so he lo- would look handsome. I'm pissed off about this guy's mouth either way. <laughs> if he had if he had thin lips, I would be mad, because it would be like a snake. If he's got fillers, well, I hate his ass, because he's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Cat is just like being ready to be mad at this guy, no matter what. It's so good. Ah. What a what a fun way to start the start the story. We have the villain here in person. Doesn't really matter that it doesn't make any sense. Seems like sort of a security issue maybe. I would send like my my like goons to do this. 
uh, if I were him, but but I I respect the swag of showing up and just doing the like turning around in the chair when the when the protagonist walks into the room thing. Mm-hmm. I must point out, and I'm and I'm going to be pointing this out for three whole books because apparently all three of these books have this interview at the back. 100 pages writing about war in the back of this book. <laughs> and and here we are. We've got we've got Blofeld turning around in the chair stroking the cat and being like, "Ah, Katniss, the girl who was on fire. Welcome to my lair. I have eyes and ears all around the district, Katniss." <laughs> you cannot so hide from funny. my spies. You cannot hide from my spies. I I know you are kissing Gale. I know you are kissing Gale. He's not your cousin. I saw that. I saw that shit. I'm so happy about this. I'm so fucking happy about this. It's so good. (laughs) I love it when we just get a guy. We get a weird guy. The last book had no weird guys. Now we have got the weird guy. I cannot wait to read more. Like, I, I had to stop myself because I turned the page after finishing chapter two and was like, uh oh, there's more of him. I can't, I can't. Go ahead. I can't skip. Uh, I can't. Yeah. There's like yeah. more stuff about him. And I'm like, mm, I need more. I need more President Snow. I hope I hope that he's like either going with them on the tour and he's going to be like there the whole time. It's going to have like a clipboard and she's going <laughs> to like do, do something that uh, implies that she's not in love with PETA and he'd be like looking <laughs> down, taking a note. <laughs> Ooh, I want that so bad. Or I want him to be like making weird appearances like this every now and then throughout the whole book. Like, like, you know, he's not on the tour, but she like, you know, she's in District 7 and she goes to the the restroom and she's like washing her face in the mirror. And then, you know, she looks <laughs> up and hello, Katniss. How's your cousin? I still know where he is, by the way. <laughs> She walks into the walks into a restaurant. He's there. It just I I need some more of these. He just needs to pop up everywhere. I would like to see him interact with all the other characters. That's an important part of the weird guy uh, yes. that's around. Like I want to see him interact with Effie and Haymitch and and everybody else. I feel like that's not going to happen, but oh. I want it to. Effie and the president scene i need this so bad i need this so fucking bad what would you like do you think she'd be scared or do you think she'd be like uh she you know he'd like turn on the charm and she'd be like patting his arm and go oh you're so silly mr president and then he's like yes yes i am and then he like looks over his shoulder at katniss and is like and and i'm gonna kill your cousin i'm gonna kill your cousin (laughs) (laughs) i i like that katniss wants to do whatever he says yes I think that's great. I love that there's no like initial defiance here. Like, how can I get around it or anything like that? Like, she just wants to live with her family and have everything be good. I like that a lot. And I think that like dramatically, that's really fun, too, because I I love that she clearly thinks that this is the smart thing to do. And and similar to, I think, the best moments of the first book. Um, when she was in the Capitol and thinking like, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's good if I can win this thing still does not have the capacity to understand how truly fucked she is. Right. Like, of course, complying with this guy is not going to make the problem go away. Right. Like the guy is the problem. And yes. and, and and that that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm glad that there's still some of that like desperate naivete in Katniss that serves as a good balance i think to her constant sort of like telling us what the plot is stuff and then like mm-hmm. what the themes are stuff I, I i like that she clearly still has kind of a naive understanding of just like just how bad this is going to go for her and how she absolutely is not going to be walking away from this one if she does everything he asks right so speaking of Gale and the cousin thing, what do you, what do you think of all that stuff? What do you think of all the the love triangle stuff that's sort of being injected into this? Um, I, I think it's good, and I think that because I'm buying into it. Although I'm like extremely team Gale, I, I don't think that yeah. I uh, have uh, forgiven Peta for his boringness in the first book. <laughs> um, <laughs> like totally. So I'm really hoping that Gale is just going to be a constant presence in this book. 
instead of having us like leave the district and have him be left behind because I I if we're going to do the love triangle thing I'd like to see it. President Snow should make them uh make him go on the tour with them. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Katniss, aren't you forgetting someone? It's your cousin. Aren't you forgetting your cousin? He should come along with you. <laughs> There's one more seat on the train, Katniss. It turns the chair around. It's Gale. This is this is gonna be the best book ever. This is great. <laughs> I too I'm just also biased because I think Gale is so much cooler than PETA that PETA really does not have a shot in hell at like making me want him to be the one. Yeah, how did how did Gail get to be both the childhood friend and the like bad boy in this situation? Right? Kind of he's kind of unfair, really. Mhm. Do you think we should bring back the boyfriend point system? Well, maybe. I guess we don't know if Gail like how much Gail is going to be around, but yeah. It's, uh, maybe we should. Let's assume that Gail isn't going to be around. Where is mm-hmm. he starting? Like 250? Yeah. So he's starting at 250 and Peter's starting at zero. Yeah. Yeah, that's generous. <laughs> yeah, we will be generous and press the reset button and have Peter start at zero here. But I'm going to make a note. We no, no, nothing really notable in the boyfriend points. Well, actually, OK, what do you think about Gail's kiss move? Oh, um, I, th- I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Does he so does he get some more points or do you think that's not fair and that's that's, that's not like fair when, that's not okay. fair <laughs> Yeah the 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 kiss and going like I had to do that at least once and then dramatically walking away like the irrepressible bad boy he is uh pretty so cool. good pretty cool yeah what does Peta do Peta is sort of standoffish and mean to her in the kitchen Yep So yeah starting at 0 for him that is that is a huge that's a huge golf handicap he's got here. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but but in the in the name of the sport, I think that that's probably the best way to set it up. So mm-hmm. maybe Peter can get there. Tough tough hill to climb though. Yeah. Speaking of weird guys, Haymitch. Hey uh, what do you make of all this stuff? It's this book is so funny in the things that it's very grounded in and the things that it's just like ridiculous about. Like we have already covered how goofy President Snow is um, as like the Bond villain that shows up and is like extremely silly. And then we get like this like very like grounded like alcoholism, like PTSD guy. Yeah. And I think it's good, but I'm like, damn, it's just the tone is kind of all over the place. The tone is all over the place, although I, I do think that the maybe the like sheer depths of the like pit that that Hamish is in is a little bit fitting with the like more heightened tone here. Like there's like bones everywhere in the house because there's like mice or whatever. Like it's a little, it's a little much. Yeah, and I guess him being woken up and having like sleeps with a knife in his hand and was like, yeah, <laughs> like slashing around in the air is a little silly. Um, it, yeah. I don't know, but it was just like a little depressing, I guess. Not in it's a bad very way. depressing. I feel bad for the guy. Like I, I, I was almost surprised by this. I like it seemed like book one, like he sort of like got the kick in the ass that he needed to sort of like straighten out a bit. And now I, I like I, I think that the the like you say the more kind of grounded realistic part is that it's like well no it's not really that easy. Right. Uh, that's not really how addiction works. And so I, I do appreciate it being a little more complicated than just like, you just need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, I, but I guess that's the thing, right? Is that um, the ending of your book isn't writing about alcoholism. It's writing about war. And the stuff that's writing about war is so silly. And then <laughs> the writing about alcoholism, I'm like, yeah, damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is having withdrawals if he doesn't have, have alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's a very harrowing portrait, even if it is a little heightened. It's definitely more per pound, a lot more serious and unsettling than pretty much any of the violence in the verse book, honestly. Like there's there's a couple of gnarly bits, but I think this is the closest to the bone this book has cut for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
The bit that I think tipped over into sort of like offensive caricature territory was the like waking up with the knife thing. That's just again, that is such a stock movie thing, right? right. The, that that felt really corny, but him as a character and like where he's at and 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 the fact that a big part of Katniss's life now and Peta's life now is sort of dedicated to like helping this this guy interesting character work i think mm-hmm. sad that like Hamitch is like a bigger responsibility for katniss than her like child sister mm-hmm. that's that that's rough uh and i i also did like the the tense the the tenseness with Peta there too their sort of like frosty back and forth was uh so much more engaging than like 90% of their interactions in the first book, I think. Yeah, what am I missing about Peter though? He just seems like a dweeb. I'm just like, I'm so sick of this guy. I, I, I don't like him, but I think that like they're doing the thing that I think is best to do with a character who like needs to be around, but like sucks, is turning him into a problem. Yes. Like in the story. And I think that that is a great way to give a chance, a, a, a character a chance to kind of, like, turn around um, by sort of embracing the fact that they are sort of a boring problem. And so they're like, okay, well, like, now the characters around him think that, too. How do we get out of this? Right. Um, we shall see. I think it's a tall order, but I will play nice. I'll, I'll stay cautiously optimistic. I just, like I said, I love a good get-along shirt story. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a shot. Um, there's also the, like, handsome peacekeeper guy. Yeah, what was the point of this? Yeah, is that guy gonna show up more? Is that just to kind of show that she's kind of in with the locals still? Like the local cop? Yeah, 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 I, I, I liked the scene, like, I, I guess I, I was interested in her sort of having this, like, well, <laughs> I can't, like, fight the cop in the street, so I'll be friendly to him type right. tension there. I, I, I thought that that was kind of fun but he felt like he was going to matter in a weird way where i'm like how how could this possibly come up again um when snow brings gail uh, onto the train he'll also be like also this peacekeeper's coming along with you (laughs) i i saw you talking to the cop too i saw everything (laughs) i have eyes and ears everywhere katniss we're sending the cop with you too Or maybe that guy's going to tag along as a security guard, but it turns out that he's really working for Snow. Yeah, it'll have to matter, right? Because it just sticks out like a sore thumb. He felt very much like this, you, you know, like, like when the main when the main character shows up in a cutscene type energy, right? Where right. It's like, oh, yeah. that guy's got like a character design. He is going to matter at some point. Yep. That's sort of the vibe I got from that whole scene. Maybe like a Cinna type figure where we're going to have no idea whether he's good or bad or not in this one. Right. I do hope that we see Cinna. He gets mentioned in this. Yeah, doesn't Katniss refer to him as her friend Cinna? Yeah. Yeah, her friend Cinna. Girl, he's not your friend. (laughs) He, He made your dress. It's no good. It's very sinister. It's very sinister. What is going on with sin? sin- Wait, sinister. Sinister. Yeah. Sinister. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's stir. He's stirring the pot. Yep. With- yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's. I, we've we've got two whole books to go. I my money is still on something's going on with that guy, and it's not good. I hope so, anyway, because otherwise he's just, like, the weird guy that Katniss keeps saying is, like, cool. And I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> it's, like, super evil unless there's something we are, don't know about him that makes yeah. him good. Yeah. Oh, Hazel was an interesting character. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of characters in it. We, we've got Hazel, who is Gail's, Gail's mom, right? Yeah. Is that the, yep. Yeah, Gail's mom, really fun conversation between them. Uh, I like... Katniss sort of taking on this responsibility of uh, of providing for them just sort of entirely out of guilt, which is very funny to con- compare with her, like her hatred of like owing people stuff. Right. I feel like I'm getting a much better picture of the seam as a place, even maybe not physically, but like who's there, who lives there? What are they like? 
what what's the vibe here? I, I I think that this is really strong stuff. Yeah, yeah. It it feels. I mean, obviously, it's just a retreading because it is doing sort of the same thing that the first couple chapters of the first book did, but it just feels like it did it way better. Mm-hmm. way more confident i i feel like this books it's just like these couple first couple chapters were such a step up um they were great to read confident is a really good word for it i think that both of these chapters just felt so strong and assured about like what tone to take the the story in the direction of because because I, I i think that push and pull between goofy sci-fi adventure and meditation on politics were were very murky and kind of silly and and it never really committed either way to either one in a way that just kind of ended up kind of feeling lumpy in spots in the middle mm-hmm. but here we just you know we've got we've got like a broad cast of like fairly stock but fun characters and we have a fucking super villain and we have a <laughs> really tenuous but fun premise of like you're going on this tour to uh prove to me that you are good at pretending to have a boyfriend I was just like this is great this is exactly what i want we're getting a road trip movie yes it's awesome and i i hadn't um thought of it in those terms as the super villain be like Prove to me that you have a boyfriend. That is so funny. <laughs> it's so good. It's so ridiculous. Positive. It's it's uh, it's it's a great great premise. Um, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. And also, how on earth it ends up being a Hunger Game. I'm hoping it's just not. The no Hunger Game with it's yep, it's no just Hunger the tour. Games, yeah, because this is like the mid mid. Um, like between the Hunger Games, right, is this tour. So I'm hoping, please, God, just let it be the tour. No Hunger Games. That would be pretty cool. If it's just, and they, like, maybe we get some, like, you know, action scenes, but it's like, you know, oh, we're doing this for real type stuff. Like, it's not a, it's not a game. It's like, there's some bad guys fighting us or something. I know that this has to be like a revolution story. So keeping that in mind, here's my dream arc for this series. Okay. Book one, we have the Hunger Games, obviously. Book two, we have the tour that Katniss like is along with President Snow and is trying to do the thing, but it ends up being like a a, a tour of defiance, right? Because she has some sort of like character growth or realizes that she can't win with Snow or whatever. So she like undermines him and, and stokes a rebellion. Um, and then book three she is a mentor to a new Hunger Games that we don't have to see, but she uses that to start her revolution. I like that premise. We 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 take we take a book to do a side story that's a bit of setup. I hope that's where this is going. Yeah. If we could get out of this Hunger Games novel without actually doing a Hunger Game, I would be pretty happy, actually. Yes, please. Let's meet all the people. Let's find out what their various uh political situations are and like what they would you know if she's just honestly if she's just like going around and like doing some side quests to convince like some like rebel cells to unite or something yeah that works for me and then they all fight in the third book that sounds pretty good i'd I'd take that yeah and hopefully finds out about the schools in each district while she's doing that (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I just want this to be a, a road trip movie. I'm I'm fully on board to just find out because that was like my main question and main disappointment in the first book was that like the book told us about all these other districts and all these other like tributes and like what their jobs were and like where they came from and what their culture was like. But we never actually got to see any of that. The, the one that really just sticks in my craw still is the like we only got PETA and... Katniss's outfits at the opening ceremony. Oh, yeah. Come on. I need all that stuff. So I, I'm hoping that this book delivers on that big time. That's that's the this is the mate good I need is I need yep. I need every lavish detail of what it's like in every district. Mm-hmm. Exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to read more. Yeah, I want to know more about President Snow. There better be a lot of President Snow in this book. 
Like, he doesn't need to be there all the time. He doesn't need to be going with them on the trip. That might be a little much. Because the thing that's fun about a villain is that he shows up at key points, right? Like, you don't mm-hmm. want to, you don't want to, like, over overuse him. But if he, you know, if he's, if he's, like, meeting her in the, in the restaurant, or he has some bad guys, like, black bag her and then take her to a, to a warehouse, and then they pull the, the bag off her head, and he's like, hello, Katniss. <laughs> you didn't kiss your boyfriend enough. <laughs> I need you to hold hands approximately 7% more next time or your cousin gets it. <laughs> right. Yeah. What a fun intro. Yes. I, I think that I couldn't be happier with how this started. I'm very, very excited about this. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, are you ready to go to our brand new third segment for this series? Absolutely. Uh, we did actually do a little preview run of this on the bonus episode this week, but... For those who don't know, I have come into the possession of way too... I'm just looking at this giant box that I have of uh, Hunger Games trading cards. Premium trading cards that come in packs of six. I want us to be able to build the full set. I really hope that we can get the full set. Yes, we must. They are just trading cards. No CCG here. This is purely baseball card style collecting stuff. I can't imagine why this didn't take off. (laughs) And uh, there's a few. So we've noticed a few kinds of card type so far. So there's the character cards. There are pairs of character cards. So there's like PETA and Katniss and also Katniss cards. Right. Uh, Because they really didn't have enough characters to make a full set. I don't think. There are some cards that you can put together to make a poster um, that we already have four of, which is mm-hmm. really funny. And like four out of nine, maybe, maybe 12. Yeah, I guess that's it. I, uh, I'm i ready to start cracking these. Do you want to guess? Uh, we, we, I feel like we can kind of make some meta games here out of like guessing what cards are going to be in here, whether or not there's going to be a poster card in here. Any, any predictions here? Sure. Um, there's five cards per pack, right? Yeah. So 15 cards, an episode. And one of the times we got three poster cards in one and one, we we got one. So I'm going to, I'm going to split it down the middle and say, we're going to get two poster cards in this one. Um, and I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I hope we get an Effie because she's my favorite character okay all right all right pack number one let's crack this open (laughs) okay well card number one is a double but it is uh, a double of the caesar and pita card ah card number two also a double katniss and primrose we've already got that one pita melark another double wow that's a shame wait hold on hold on now I don't want to cast any aspersions to the, to the fine uh, uh, product makers over at NECA who made this made the, these packs. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll need to go back and listen to the bonus episode. I think I just opened a pack that is literally the same as one of the ones that I opened last week. God damn it. My cards are Caesar and Pita, Katniss and Primrose, Pita Melark, The Hunger Games... <laughs> uh and it is the the poster card uh that, that that's one of the poster cards and it's the one that i turned up and it says erga the the erga on the back so i think we got that one number 70 caesar flickerman and then the Hamich card that has like the character bio on the back yeah that sounds very familiar what does the character bio say um the only surviving Hunger Games victor from District 12, Hamish guides, teaches, and tries to prepare Katniss and Peeta for the arena. That's so true. That's so true. I cannot get over this fucking wig that they've put him in. That looks that looks really silly. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure that that pack is a complete duplicate. Um, so let's go to another pack and hopefully we get something different here. I need to see I need to see some new cards. Oh, and the other thing is that there is a chase rare that is a uh, 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 a signed uh, a signed card with a photo of Susan Collins on it, and I really want that so bad. Okay, this pack. Are you fucking kidding me? 
What? What happened? Hamish Abernathy. <laughs> Third Hamish. Are we out of characters already? Caesar Flickerman and, oh my god, we have two Hunger Games poster cards in this one. Wow. Have we made the whole poster yet? Uh, no, I believe we have both of these already, unfortunately. Damn it. I'm going to put those in the pile. I have a separate, I have two piles going here. Uh, one of them is just for the poster cards. And now we do have two new ones here. Two new ones here. We've got Katniss and Gale. Nice. And we have President Snow. Yes. This is the good pack. This is the good pack. We've got President Snow. Very fitting card to pull on this one. Uh, oh, it's Donald Sutherland. I didn't know they got him. That's awesome. <laughs> Perfect. What a great pull. Okay. Uh, and now pack number three. I I just want a pack with all cards I haven't seen already. You know, I feel like yeah. we shouldn't be running into this problem this fast. Okay. We've got Thresh. We've got Kato. Ooh, a character card for Kato, nice. where we've got the bio on the back. A career tribute from District 2, Kato is ruthless and unsparing and determined to win the 74th Hunger Games. That's right. That's right. Uh, he looks like a football player. He looks like a Friday Night Lights character. I feel like that's actually a pretty good design for him. Um, Katniss Everdeen solo card. Not a character bio card, though. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Wait, another ca- hold on. I've got two Katniss Everdeens here. What the hell? Uh, but they're but they're different. One at, but they're oh, interesting. So we can get duplicates of the same character that are different cards. It's almost like this was a really stupid idea and they shouldn't <laughs> have made these. Uh wait, no, three Katniss Everdeens in one pack. I'm not fucking kidding you. I okay, we have Katniss Everdeen and she's like being escorted by some guys in the capital. We've got Katniss Everdeen. She's hanging out next to the fence. I presume that's in the seam. And then we've got Katniss Everdeen firing a bow. All of these are different cards with different numbers. They have three Katniss Everdeens here. I would like them to have been a little bit more creative um, by, like, calling them different things. Like, Katniss Everdeen, Master Archer, and then have her be shooting a bow. Or, like, Katniss Everdeen... fashion icon and have her be in the dress right because that's like that's like that's like magic right because like the planeswalkers get different kinds of different cards and it'll be like they'll have like little subtitles yeah these need like magic sorceries or instant names right they need like cat katniss takes aim or something right katniss surveys the woods that kind of thing yeah um speaking of uh of them not very being very creative here um no joke i mean i guess i'm glad this is a perfect time for us to pull this card but the checklist the collection checklist is a card what no no you can't do that that's cheating you can't do that that can't be one of your five cards What the that hell? That is cheating. That is cheating. But no, one of them is indeed the checklist. So let me look in here. So we have, ooh, they're actually broken down into uh, uh, sections here. Okay. Checklist. Uh, card number one is just titled Hunger Games. I suppose that is a different <laughs> one than all of the other Hunger Games poster cards. Um, then we have characters. So we have Katniss... Peta, Gale, Cinna, Hamish, Marvel, Caesar, Cato, Rue, Snow, Clove, Primrose, Glimmer, Seneca, Foxface, Thresh, and Mrs. Everdeen. Um, what I'm curious about. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so those are character cards. So we haven't pulled a Katniss character card yet, but ah. we have pulled one of the several story cards. That are Katniss Everdeen. The story cards are Katniss Everdeen, Katniss and Gale, Katniss Everdeen, Katniss Everdeen, Gale Hawthorne, <laughs> Katniss and Primrose, Katniss Everdeen, Primrose Everdeen, Katniss Everdeen, The Reaping, Katniss and Gale, Mrs. Everdeen, Primrose Everdeen, Hamish and Katniss, Effie Trinket. So there's one Effie Trinket in here. That's like our rare for us. That's yeah, uh, I want that one. Hamish Abernathy, Gail Hawthorne, Katniss and Cinna, Caesar Flickerman, Foxface, Seneca Crane, Clove, President Snow, 
Caesar and Peta tributes Katniss. Pe- Peta. Oh, they've misspelled it as Peta Melark on the here. Katniss Everdeen, <laughs> Rue, Seneca Crane, President Snow, Transport, Katniss Everdeen, Thresh, Peta Melark, Cornucopia, Katniss and Peta, Katniss Everdeen, Rue, Katniss Everdeen, Thresh, Peta Melark, Clove, Cato and Glimmer. I feel like I'm a number station or something. Right <laughs> uh, and then six cards, 63, Sooth, 71 are the arena poster. And then 72 is the checklist, which I have just pulled. That is such bullshit. Wow. <laughs> that is not a card. That is not a card. You can't do that. No. Yeah. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, one of them is okay, six, because and one of them is just labeled Katniss, I just realized, not Katniss Everdeen. Hmm. Uh seven, eight, nine. There are nine Katniss Everdeen story cards. So we have three of them here. Right. Um, so we, yeah, we're we're building the list. <laughs> I I was like so confident that maybe we'd get all of them over the course of the book, but see how many duplicates it's willing to throw at us. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe this is going to be tougher than it sounds. Don't we have like a hundred packs? I have, yeah, I have a whole box worth of these. They sent me more. So for 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 anyone familiar with uh, with like card collecting stuff, I guess uh, they were in a display box or like the, the display box that they would like have at the store for for these had 24 packs in them. They have sent me way more than 24 packs in here. So we are, we are hopefully going to be able to get a full collection, but I don't, uh, I don't know. I've gotten a lot of Katniss Everdeen's. I'm glad we got a President Snow. We got a President Snow, not the character card though, the story card, which is very confusing. They should have called it like President Snow gives a speech. Yes. Or something. Very weird. Uh, well, I guess I'll go and put these in sleeves and get them graded. That's um, right. Because these are... <laughs> once near we, mint. Once we, Minty. Yeah. <laughs> near mint 8.9. These are, these are, these are gonna, these are gonna get us to, to a, to a fancy, a fancy house like Katniss has now. That's right. Um, well, that was very, very exciting, but... Actually, do you want to crack one more here? Yeah, I, just, I do. Yep, I do. <laughs> I'm just like, just like looking at the pile I have here going like, okay, hang on. Okay, one more. One more. Ooh, we have a Hamish Abernathy, but it's a different one. He's sitting in a really stupid looking chair. That's awesome. Um, we have, ooh, we have the Peta Melark character card. Maybe this will convince you to, uh, to, you know, like him a little more. Uh, maybe this will, this will win us over. What do you think? Yeah, maybe. The son of a baker forced, the son of a baker and forced to fight in the Hunger Games with Katniss Everdeen, the female District 12 tribute. Peta confesses his love for Kat. That is a crazy sentence. Hold on. <laughs> The son of a baker and forced to fight in the Hunger Games with Katniss Everdeen, the female District 12 tribute, comma, PETA confesses his love for Katniss before the games, which may or may not be strategy. (laughs) (laughs) What? PETA confesses his love for Katniss before the games, which may or may not be strategy. That's one sentence? That is one sentence. All of that. The son of a baker and forced to fight in the Hunger Games with Katniss Everdeen, the female District 12 tribute, PETA confesses his love for Katniss before the games, which may or may not be strategy. Sure. He's won me over. I like him now. May or may not be strategy. Wait, that's uh, all that's on a, the card? One sentence and it's that? That's the whole thing. That okay. is the whole... Alrighty. Hold on. I, I'm taking a picture for proof. Uh, I'll make sure to post this. <laughs> I'll, I'll post this on the Twitter when the episode goes up. But uh, here is the card. Son of a baker and forced to fight in the Hunger Games with Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Would you do you want to give it? Give us your best. The, give us your best. The son of a baker and forced to fight. Blah blah blah. Son of a baker and forced to fight in the Hunger Games with Katniss Everdeen, the female District Twelve tribute. Peta confesses his love for Katniss before the games, which may or may not be strategy. 
It may or may not be strategy. That's so good. Okay, <laughs> our other cards in this pack were Kato, Katniss Everdeen, the same one we've already gotten, Katniss Everdeen, the same one we've already gotten, and, ooh, a new Katniss Everdeen, one we haven't gotten. Great. Three Katniss Everdeens in that one. We're making progress. I love opening packs of cards. All right. Well, this has been really fun, but uh, what do you say we take it to the close? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. And Liz, what will we be reading next time? Oh, I assume we will be reading Catching Fire chapters three and four. Yeah, more President Snow coming up, I hope. I'm so excited to know what this Bond villain is up to. And until then, I suppose, happy Hunger Games. Happy Hunger Games. Dream, but there's a lady in there Makes ocean raw seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise